Speaking the truth in charity Amen. every day, all the time. We, we're two Catholics that love the Lord and have a PhD in common sense. We are not right versus left. We are right versus wrong. And on this program, here's where Catholicism and culture intersect. I'm on duty, the Latin lover of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesse, you are, and I'm the Lebanese lover of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And you're right. We, we love being able to share the gospel Today is one of those days that we're going to have good news and bad news. The, uh, the bad news is that, um, hey, let's be honest with it, Latin America is turning Protestant. We've done this a couple of years ago, but now it's less than 50% uh, going to be Catholic. And why is that? Well, we'll get into that, and I think it's a uh, spirit of Vatican II. Hmm. Uh, also, good news, Jesse, and I mean, some people say, well, that's bad that they're going to jail because of this. Mexican cardinals and bishops convicted for denouncing pro-abortion and socialist governments. Wow, talk about having some guts. Man, this is a good news story because I think oh, yeah. he can inspire other bishops to do like. As a matter of fact, Jesse, I'm going to be sharing that story with Bishop Strickland on Tuesday mm. of next week. Also, Jess, we got our friend Dr. Robert Malone's video, but also another top virologist saying that injecting children with COVID vaccines is an un forgivable forgivable sin his point is that uh, these the uh, this the the if you vaccinate your kids it this is, could result in a spike of childhood diseases and new threats to public health because he said the jabs are going to be suppressing natural antibodies that children need to fight a host of disease so mom and dad please don't do it because the government's telling you to do that by the way if you don't believe us we're going to have dr robert merlona is a clip on the last segment, he's the one that invented That's the right. injections. He's going to have a four-minute clip yep. where he's going to talk about the dangers of injecting your child with this mRNA injection. Absolutely. So don't listen to me. Listen to the person that has the highest credentials in the world That's, on this matter. That's like talking to Noah about floods. Okay? Yeah. He was or, there. He or Einstein that. about science. Exactly. And this yeah. is why it's important to hear all of this. So we're going to, and also I got some good news, Jesse. I'll just give it to you before we start the gospel because we got the real good news with the gospel. Amen. Mother Teresa's missionaries in India, which is only 2.5% Christian in the whole country, uh, the government banned foreign donations to Mother Teresa's missionaries, okay? There's some anti-Catholicism in India. Yeah. But just recently it was reversed, and now... The sanctions came down. Guess what day it came down on? Christmas Day, when the Indian Ministry of Affairs confirmed the government is now going to let people like us donate money to the sisters in India. So I say praise God because those sisters are doing wonderful work. And I finally think that uh, you know those who are anti-Catholic wanting to stop that were overcome by common sense. Yeah. Terry, a little bit of more good news before the gospel good. of the day. Good. We want to welcome two new affiliates from oh, Central yeah. Massachusetts, 1230 a.m. WNEB in Worcester and 970 a.m. WESO in Southbridge to the Station of the Cross Catholic Media Network. Awesome. We also want to thank the founders of Emmanuel Radio, Ray Loring and his family, as well as Cindy Dorsey for their amazing work building these great radio stations. Welcome again to all our new listeners. It's a pleasure to have you as part of the Station of the Cross family, and we think you'll enjoy the programming. Also, on your need-to-know file, yes. did you know that nine U.S. billionaires, 
Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, Larry Page, Mark Zuckerberg, Sergey Brin, Steve Ballmer, Larry Ellison, and Warren Buffett grew their combined wealth to about $341 billion more in 2021, according to figures published by the CNBC. The American middle class, guess what? Saw its share of the nation's wealth decline, uh, middle class, by the way, decline to just 26.6%, while the top 1% grew their wealth 27%. Uh, all I could say is, welcome to the Biden economy. Now I understand why he has the lowest uh, approval rating of any president. 33% came out today on the Drudge Report. And uh, yeah, that makes sense, Jesse. Hey, brother, let's get some good news. I mean, we call it the, the soul food of the gospel from today's Mass. Terry, today's gospel is going to answer this question that a lot of people, they go to the mountains, go to retreats, yeah. go on, you know, days of recollection, silent retreats. And it, the question that every Catholic wants to know is, what is the will of God? Amen. What is the will of God? So, so again, they, they'll go to abbeys, monasteries, mountaintop experiences, silent days of reflection, retreats. Everybody wants to know that question. This gospel today is going to answer, save your money. You don't need to go really anywhere. <laughs> Listen to today's gospel, and you're going to know that. I mean, I know people say, I'm going to all the Marian sites in the world. It's going to cost me $10,000. i am going here, here. Why are you doing that? I want to know the will of God. I'm going to Israel with uh, this person for 10 days. And why? I want to know the will of God. Okay. Save your money. I'm going to save you. I mean, you could go to those places. That's fine. But here in today's gospel, it tells you everything you need to know. Mark chapter 1, verse 40 to 45. A leper came to him. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And kneeling down, notice, uh, <clears throat> not standing up and putting your hands out. I did notice that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and kneeling down, begged him and said, if you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched the leper, and said to, and said to him, here it is. Here's the will of God, guys. Here it is. I do will it be made clean. What does that mean? Remember, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, Blessed are the clean of heart. They shall be called the children of God. That's another way of saying state of grace. Jesus' will is that we live in a state of grace. Because the fathers of the church comment on this verse, this, this, the physical healing of leprosy is, is, is a... A precursor to the what's more paramount, the spiritual healing of mortal sin from the soul. Amen. So what's the will of God? It's right in today's gospel to be clean. What does that mean? To live in a state of grace. That's the way we end every show. Exactly. The leprosy left him immediately and he was made clean. Then, then warning him sternly, he dismissed uh, he, he dismissed him at once. Then he said to him, see that you tell no one anything, but go show yourself to the priest and offer and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. Again, uh, that's all a precursor of the sacrament of confession is that a priest is involved in here as the mediator of Christ. It says the man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly, 
He remained outside in desert places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I already made my commentary. Well, Jesse, very good. I just want to bring in the smartest guy into the room right now, Archbishop <laughs> Full Sheen ahead. Here's what Bishop Sheen says. If we are to live in a higher life, we must die to the lower life. If we live in the lower life of this world, we die to a higher life, which is in Christ. To put the whole law in a beautiful paradox, our Lord, our divine Lord said, if we wish to save our life, we must lose it. That is, if we wish to save it for eternity, we must lose it for a time. If we wish to save it for the Father's mansions, we must lose it for this dull world. If we wish to save it for perfect happiness, we must lose it for the fleeting pleasure of mortality. Jesse, I think of the bishops in Mexico who are standing up for the truth. They're doing that. They can stay quiet, and life is really simple. They're still respected. But no, they stood up to the secular um, uh, government and called them out, and they're paying a terrible price. God love them. So I think Bishop Sheen's point to all of us is, you know, without Good Friday, there's no Easter Sunday. We have to stand up. We can't be quiet. For example, and I don't want to put anything down on the Diocese of Phoenix, but I'll just say this. When you, hey, see, when you see evil, you don't put your head in the sand. You stand up and you use proportionate measures to defend it, to, 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 uh, to attack it with spiritual warfare. And that's exactly what you're doing in Phoenix. And just, just a minute, tell us again when you're going to do this event and what's going on there. I want to... February 11th, 12th, and 13th, uh, hundreds if not thousands of good Catholics here in the Diocese of Phoenix were going to protest peacefully and prayerfully yeah. in front of the Saguaro Hotel. Good. The Satanists are coming to town. They're having their first conference uh, that they've ever had in the United States. They, they chose uh, Scottsdale, Arizona to consecrate the city to Satan. They're going to be doing the black magic, sex magic, incantations, hexes, and curses, and a black mass because that's what they do when they get together. Uh, this could have a lot of horrible effects for the people in Scottsdale. Uh, very bad effects by allowing a city to be cursed. So Lake Catholics are going to stand up, and we're going to go out there, and we're going to peacefully pray for protest to block their curses with our rosaries. Uh, taking the Ark of the Covenant out there, like in the first reading today in the book of uh, in, in the book of Second uh, Samuel, First uh, Samuel, excuse me, and and also Terry, by next Monday we will have a landing page Good. where all this information will be put so that people can go there directly and and Excellent. do know how to get involved and how to prepare for this protest against the Church of Satan. Well said. When we come back, this is a topic that's very sad, but it's predictable for the last fifty or sixty years. Regarding Latin America, the largest amount of Catholics in the world live in that in that continent, and we're losing them to our Protestant brothers. How? We'll talk about that on the Terry and Jesse show, and how to bring them back, more importantly. And it's not by walking with people. It's by proclaiming Jesus Christ as King of Kings. We'll be back with more on the Terry and Jesse show to help you fall deeper in love with Jesus Christ. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Did you know that Pope Francis is losing Latin American Catholics? You would think 
<laughs> that the first, I guess, Latin American pope, yeah. you would think that Latin Americans would be swarming into the Catholic Church by the tens of thousands. Not so. Not the case. We're losing more Latin Americans under this papacy than anybody else. In fact, the Wall Street Journal found that under Pope Francis, the church is losing Latin Americans. Many of them are joining Pentecostal That's right. and evangelical groups. Yep. The, uh, the news column began with the Wall Street Journal with an anecdotal story of Tatiana Aparecida, mm -hmm. a former prostitute and drug addict. She said she joined a small Pentecostal congregation in downtown Rio called Sanctification of the Lord and left her old life behind last year. She says this former prostitute, former Catholic, says that the pastor hugged me without asking anything. She said the Wall Street Journal described her as one of more than a million Brazilians who have joined an evangelical or Pentecostal church since the beginning of the pandemic, according to researchers. Wow. Why? For centuries, the Wall Street Journal says, to be Latin American was to be Catholic. The religion faced virtually no competition. The Wall Street Journal says today Catholicism has lost adherence to other faiths in the region, especially Pentecostalism, and more recently to the ranks of the unchurched. The shift has continued under the first Latin American Pope. The Vatican, mm -hmm. says the Wall Street Journal, yep. is losing the biggest Catholic country in the world. That's a huge loss, an irreversible one. Uh, Brazilian demographer Jose Alves said, quote, at the current rate, he estimates Catholics will account for fewer than 50% of all Brazilians by this summer, early July. Yep. And also, the Wall Street Journal analyzed a number of complex reasons for the change. Ironically, under Pope Francis, who has famously emphasized the poor in his speeches, critics point to the church's failure to satisfy the religious and social demands of many people, especially among the poor. Latin Americans often describe the Catholic Church as out of touch with everyday struggles of its congregation. According to the Wall Street Journal, liberal Catholics <laughs> have made great efforts to capture the imagination of Latin Americans with less success than many realize. The rise of liberation theology in the 1960s and 70s, a time when the Catholic Church in Latin America increasingly stress its mission as one of social justice and not evangelization, by the way, social justice. In some cases, drawing on Marxist ideas has failed to counter the appeal of Protestant faiths with their simple John 3.16 and give your life to Jesus. Yep. Or in other words, of a now legendary quip variously attributed to Catholic and Protestant sources, <clears throat> The Catholic Church opted for the poor, and the poor opted for Pentecostals. Why the Pentecostals are talking about Jesus, and the Catholic Church is talking about social justice and global warming. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And obviously, uh, they weren't caring about these people, our church. You know what we were saying? We were using this line, we're going to accompany them. Just like they're saying today here uh, you know, in our church in America. No, accompaniment doesn't do squat. What gives them anything is give them a relationship with Jesus Christ. Teach them to know Jesus Christ. Now, Jesse, liberation theology was condemned by the Catholic Church. I just got to say this article, I want you to read more on this, but I will just interdict on this, that Pope Francis 
made it clear when he was in Argentina, and it's in a book, uh, The Dictator Pope. Uh, it says, uh, in, and another friend of mine knew this before that, and that was there was an Anglican bishop who was working ecumenically with Pope Francis when he was the cardinal there in Argentina. And the Anglican bishop decided to say to the cardinal, I want to become a Catholic. I now see the fullness of the Catholic faith. And the cardinal, Pope Francis, said, don't do that. You'll do better just staying a Protestant. Well, you see, that's the attitude that's of what we call a spirit of Vatican II, where we've lost our zeal to baptize. Yes, during that Pan-American conference, there was a Franciscan priest, and you remember this, he bragged about accompanying people, but never baptizing one soul in 50 years as a missionary. You know what that's like saying? You're a salesman for Coke, and you never sold a Coke. Okay? This is tragic, but this is what is brought on. Now, the fruit of liberation theology and our zeal of salvation of souls is gone. What we're worried more about is making people comfortable in this world. Terry, under Pope Francis, objectively speaking, we have less people going to Holy Mass and less people going into seminary. Uh, there's an article put out by CatholicCulture.org, yeah. uh, which, which says that less people are going into seminaries to become a priest yes. under Pope Francis than any other pope in, in, in modern times. Also, CatholicCulture.org reports that 2,600 religious leave their orders annually under Pope Francis. Yep. An- why do they leave? Another article by LifeSite News. Yeah. Homosexuality, the, this openness to homosexuality and this constant women's ordination speak, these are some of the top reasons why 2,600 religious leave their orders every single year. Also, so many churches have closed under Pope Francis that they've actually, Catholic Herald reports, that they've actually written a document in the Vatican on how to decommission churches because many of the churches <laughs> have now been turned into gyms, homes, bars, and restaurants. That's right. And so there's now an actual document on how to decommission churches because it's happening so often. And also, Terry, I think a lot of this problem started. My, my cute grandson, is he came over here. Good. Oh, there he is. <laughs> All right. Well, I love that smile. Uri- Uriah. He's a, he's a Uriah God. Uriah the, Uriah the Hittite. <laughs> ah, I love oh. it. I hope he doesn't end. Jesse, let me just say something that adds to this, because the the Pew Research of 2014, they asked people who left the Catholic Church, specifically, why? What was your reason for leaving and to embrace Protestantism? What was their reason? They said, we had a more personal connection with God, cited by 81% of the people. Nearly 6 in 10 said the Catholicism they found in the church uh, was that they they were helping members more so here's the point and this is my biggest point about uh, the issue of why people leave the church we've lost the sense of giving them jesus christ and we've gone more to uh, a humanitarian aspect of that you know uh, make them feel good on this planet don't worry about the next life we've lost it and some some of the catholic movements in latin america have sought to win back their lost sheep. And here's the interesting thing about it, by trying to follow the Protestants, I, not, not a good idea. But the one that's been the most effective way of bringing people back, Jesse, 
is giving them traditional Catholicism. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, even in the article, we have uh, <laughs> the article actually says that a lot of yeah. young people, especially, they're opting to go into the traditional parishes. Of course, with, with traditional liturgies, Terry. Sacredness. They, yeah, they, they're 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 tired of the emotional liver exactly. quiver. Yep. They they want something more, as we know from the great saints of the church. The Bible tells us that God has encountered <laughs> really in silence, in sacred silence and stuff. We live in a noisy world. We don't want to go to mass and have it appear like a rock concert or, or something that you you know some secular type of event. We want to go to holy mass and we want to make it something sacred unto God, as King David said, "Be still and know that God exists." Jesse, another Catholic prelate, Brazilian Reverend. Uh, Paulo Ricardo, who has 1.5 million followers on Facebook. And I like what he said. He said, I condemn liberation theology as a heresy. Enthusiastically support the elements of uh, Mr. Um, Berlanzo's agenda, such as relaxing laws on gun ownership. Now, while Pope Francis has traveled 10 times to Latin America since his election, he is clearly not leading a crusade to reclaim the religion for Catholicism. But Jesse, the people in the Vatican, this Reverend Martin, a Ugandan priest appointed by Pope Francis in the 2019 Senate on Latin America's Amazon region, here's what he said. This says it all. He says, I believe liberation theology movement has often placed political and social issues above religious experience. In such cases, it lacks the existential sense of the joy of living the gospel, this personal encounter that so many Pentecostal churches give the person. The bottom line is, it's been a total disaster for the last 50 years, and I think they're using what I call the spirit of Vatican II that says everybody's going to be safe, so why baptize people? Why keep them Catholic? Doesn't It's not important. Terry, by the way, these are the, we are speaking the truth in charity. This I is think allowed, so. This is allowed by Canon 212, paragraph 907. It says the late Catholic has a right and duty to confront their sacred pastors, uh, and that's why we're doing this, Terry. Yeah. Uh, because we're called to speak the truth in charity, Ephesians four fifteen. Because uh, love rejoices in the truth, First Corinthians thirteen, and we all know that the truth will set you free. And so, as Catholics, uh, what I'm seeing right now, Terry, yeah, is our, is our leadership in Rome has four flat tires. Oh, at least four, and and yeah. the spare tires flat too. <laughs> Terry, social justice does not attract anybody to Jesus no, Christ. No, we know that, Jesse, from experience. Per, what does is a personal exactly. life encounter, baby. Sacramental encounter relationship with the living That's Lord that right. rose from the tomb. Amen, the God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, the God of miracles, the God who promises eternal life. If we live and walk in a state of grace and have a clean heart, when you talk about... The, you know, global warming and recycling and, 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 you know, take out the plastic from the ocean. Terry, the, the, the Protestants are pre proclaiming the basic John 3.16, for That's God right. so loved the world. And people are simple in Latin America. Yeah. They're not sophisticated to know all the nuances of all the politics of global warming and these, these environmental dictators. But they do understand, you quote John 3.16 in any language in South America yeah. or Latin America, and it's going to touch their heart, Terry. It's gonna, it's yeah. gonna, they're going to swoon in love when they hear John 3.16 proclaimed. But we're not doing that, Terry. Our, our, our leadership has basically 
uh, failed to realize that the, the Code of Canon Law says that the greatest mission of the Catholic Church is the salvation of souls, not political speak. And I might add, Jesse, those people who leave the church, if you ask them a question about the Holy Eucharist and the real presence, because it hasn't been proclaimed clearly, they didn't even know they were leaving the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist because no one taught them that. And this is happening not only in South America, but in North America, people are leaving not knowing what they should know about their Catholic faith. And this is the point I'm making. We're not trying to, uh, you know, say, oh, what we're trying to do is get these souls back into the church. And how do you do that? You teach them the faith. You show them an encounter with Jesus Christ. You give them the Blessed Sacrament teaching. You talk about the Blessed Mother. You show them the apostolic teachings. Right now, many people have no clue on why they're Catholic. And so when they are asked to become other religions and it gives them a reason to encounter God, they go, yeah, I guess so. Let's do it. That's the problem. So let's pray for the Holy Father and all of our leaders in the church to get back focusing on the salvation of souls rather than the salvation of the planet Earth. That's right. All yep. right. We'll be back, Jess. Hey, this is an inspirational story, folks, about some Mexican cardinals, bishops, and priests who are laying their life on the line for what? The truth of the gospel. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Wow. Boy, Jesse, my phone's yeah. burning up. I've got like 15 or 20 texts. Can I call in? All right, go ahead if you have a question. But this topic, I think, riled people up, Jess. Yeah, it sure did. By the way, we have a, a, a clip of Dr. Robert Malone. We won't be playing it today, but it's a four-minute clip. If you want to see it yourself, he talks about the dangers of injecting your child with a jab. You can go to our show page or my website, jesseromero.com. You can get the link there. If you want to see Dr. Robert Malone, the guy that invented the mRNA injection, yep. four-minute, 32-minute clip on the dangers of injecting your child with the jab because we want to take the next two segments to talk about what's happening in Mexico. Yep, let's hit it, Jess. This is amazing. The, the Mexican cardinals and bishops are being convicted as criminals <laughs> for denouncing the pro-abortion socialist government in Mexico. Where have you heard that happen before, Jesse, in history? That, that happened back in the 20s. A whole you movie was it. made about exactly. that called For Greater Glory. Yep. And it's back. It is. It's back. Just, they're just new faces and new players. Yep. That's what Scott Hahn means by history doesn't repeat itself. It rhymes. Yep. What does that mean? In other words, Plutarco guys didn't come back from the dead and start the persecution. And Father Miguel Pro's not alive right now being persecuted. But what, what, what it means, history rhymes. It means the same thing that was happening in the 20s is starting to happen now. Just different priests and different government officials. Well said. That's, that's what it means. History doesn't repeat itself. It's not the same people. They're dead. But history rhymes. So two Mexican cardinals, a bishop, three and priests. Priest, yeah. Three priests have been convicted of constitutional violations for warning the public against the ruling party's opposition to the values of human life and family and their advocacy of the LGBT agenda and their promotion of socialism. All good things to fight. Sounds to me like three heroes, Terry. Exactly, Jess. The convictions have caused alarm in Mexico regarding their implications for freedom of speech and the right to criticize the socialist ruling party Morena, which is accused 
of undermining Mexican civil liberties. So amongst the convicted are these heroes in my book. <laughs> hey, me too. The Cardinal Archbishop of, Mex of Mexico City, God love Ca him. Carlos Retes, the former Archbishop of Guadalajara, Cardinal Juan Iniguez. The decision was handed down on November 18th by, the Mex by Mexico's National Electoral Tribunal in response to a lawsuit filed by Mexico's ruling Socialist Party, which is called Morena. It stands for Movement for Social Regeneration. Wow, I didn't know that. Mm. So one of the tribunal judges, Villafuerte Cuello, mm. denounced the accused clerics for encouraging Catholics. Are you ready for this? To pray and ask God to illuminate them when they vote. Can you vote. believe this? <laughs> In a video transmission of her statements during the proceedings, uh, of course, that mustn't be permitted, said one of the tribunal judges, Villafuerte Cuello. Uh, this judge said, votes aren't celestial or spiritual things. This is about deciding votes with knowledge, with information, apart from pondering other things. And this is just what must be respected because celestial inspiration is not going to cause the best people to be in popularly elected positions. That's an atheist position. You're right. Terry, this is exactly what was, was predicted in the book, The Brave New World, uh -huh. is that the government would become so large and so powerful, it would even control your thoughts, not only your speech. Even your thoughts. So the Mexican socialist government is now the thought police. That's right. Before you go to vote, you can't even think about God and ask God how to vote. That's not allowed if the government finds out. And so she's, uh, the, the article says, those who issue the messages are people who are, expre are expressly prohibited from doing so by the Constitution giving their status as ministers of religious worship, said the Marxist Tribunal in Mexico. They also wrote this decision. The Socialist uh, Tribunal said, therefore, because they have relevant influence over those who profess the Catholic faith, they were impeded from stating their position with respect to the elections, as well as from inciting people to vote in favor or against a political organization or candidate involved in the election. So, Terry, this is the height of, of control over a people. We're not only going to control your speech. Right. But we're going to even control the way you think. And you know, Jesse, the unconstitutional criticism, he says the primary target of the tribunal's wrath was the cardinal who was convicted both of interfering in a national election as well as violating the Constitution, separation of church and state. Now, a Marxist idea, by the way. Exactly. Well said. According to the court... Cardinal offended the Constitution yeah. by stating in a YouTube video, this is convicting him. Hey, when he goes to his exit interview, Jess, they'll He's play He's going to go to heaven. Exactly. The video of June 2nd of this year, he says, there is much at stake in these elections. Folks, tell me where he went wrong on this. Just show me one thing. He says, there is much at stake in these elections. We say that all the time. If those who are in power win, a dictatorship will come. That is, liberty will be lost. Because we're talking about a system, are you ready? That is communist, socialist, and enslaves. Very well said. You just need to look at the countries that have fallen into it. He warned the economy of Mexico would be very damaged 
and we're going to be very poor like Valenzuela and Cuba. Jesse, that paragraph says it all. Yes. What did he say was wrong? Nothing. No. Cardinal Sandoval also expressed yeah. his concern that, quote, good. the good of the family and yeah. the human life are at stake mm-hmm. because this government has adopted gender ideology, yep. which brings us, which brings with it all of the unnatural barbarities that they can unleash, which can impede and destroy the family. God love them. As well as bringing about abortion, express divorce, homosexuality, and homosexuality. He nailed it, Jesse. There this I've never heard. Oh no, I've heard of him too. I have too, because he's he's also yeah. spoken out before. I remember you bringing him up before, Jesse. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he also says also at stake was religious liberty. Yep. Said the cardinal because the communist Marxist system asks for it and demands it. That's right. Let me give you a little backdrop to this. Yeah. Go uh, ahead. Years ago, I was talking to Father Benedict Rochelle, who was just just a, an eminent scholar. We we're talking about. He said, "Just." Your Mexico, your 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 parents have come from Mexico. We we're just talking about. He just knows a lot about the culture. He wrote a book and he said that. He told me what book it was and what page. He goes, you know who funds Mexico's? Mar-? He goes, their Freemasonic Marxist government. I said, who, Father? This is like 15 years ago. We had a conversation at Steubenville. He said, um, it's the American Freemasons, the the billionaires and millionaire American Freemasons. Wow, they fund. The Masons in Mexico. So the Masons here in this country with their dollars, they control Mexico by paying the Masons in Mexico big money to impose uh, uh, Freemasonic ideas and Marxism. That made sense to me. Of course, but that's what happened back in the 20s, too. Yes, same thing happened in the 20s. Yeah. It was the Freemasons that were ginning up the, uh, the, 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 right. the government to go after the Catholics and close down the churches. Wow. You know, Jesse, I'm so inspired listening to a bishop speak like this. It's so refreshing. I hope some of our American bishops will pick up on this. Now, to avoid these outcomes, Sandoval encouraged the— Cardinal Sandoval. Cardinal Sandoval encouraged the majority of Mexico that believe in God and in his providence. Are you ready? He's he's, he's leading the flock, Jess, to pray much for him, to be enlightened, and to help us, and to ask Our Lady of Guadalupe for her aid— and to pray in front of the Blessed Sacrament. He also encouraged Mexicans to do their civil duty and vote and not to leave the field free to evildoers. You know what? Um, this guy is the real deal, Jesse. But I'm like, <laughs> I would back him up like uh, in a heartbeat, brother. Terry, this guy's, uh, this guy's, blessed, this guy's blessed Miguel Pro. All yes, of course. Cardinal Sandoval has refused to apologize for his statements and doubled Good. down in early October, <laughs> repeating his call to vote to not not vote to not 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 to vote for pro-abortion politicians. Wow! Imagine uh, talk about moral clarity. Of course, and even when he gets pressured, see Jesse, think of other parts of the world like China, where the bishops get pushed by the Chinese government, where the Holy See gets pushed by the Chinese government. This is a situation where we've got a shepherd who's willing to lay his life down. That's refreshing. Terry, uh, I'm going to try to see if I can find a quote with, uh, uh, so Richard could play it on the next segment where Bishop Sheen says, he says, we need a Christ who will oh, yeah. restore moral indignation, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. who will make us hate evil with a passionate intensity and <laughs> love goodness to a point where we can drink death like water. Oh, I love it. it it's in the book Life in Christ. Yeah. I know it's on YouTube, but that would be good to play right yeah, now. See it if would I can be. find it. Continue yeah. with this article. This so, article is inspirational, Jim. Although Cardinal Retes yeah. told the court that he did not intend to specify any political party and noted that he had not made any statement about the elections in 2021, 
he was convicted <laughs> for statements that he made in a public video message in 2018, which was republished on Twitter in 2021. Keep going. He said this. Today, I want to give you a very clear message to continue inviting the Catholic faithful to express our will by voting. Close quote, said, said Cardinal Retes several months prior to the election that year. He mm -hmm. said, quote, second, to vote in, an, in a rational way, investigating which candidate can govern us better, particularly which candidate can guarantee to us the fundamental values of our faith. Amen. Like the, like the right to life. Yep. The right to a stable family. The right to education. The right to religious liberty can be made a reality. Third, that we can make our vote a completely free one that we don't allow ourselves to be influenced by the polls. Boy, he should we, he this should have said that. Yeah, he should have said that before our elections here in the U.S., by yeah. the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Among the convicted were also the Bishop of Cancun, uh, uh, Bishop uh, Cardenas. He got a long name. Just, just, And two priests, Father Espinosa and Father Haro and Father Ramos. In fact, the latter priest is the former rector of the Pontifical University of Mexico. Wow. Elisono Cardenas named no party in his statements, only noting that, quote, the Catholic Church has always condemned communism. Amen. Uh, and this, uh, yeah, this uh, Cardenas is, a, is a, a priest. No, this is a bishop. Bishop Cardenas. Well, I'll tell you what he said after. It's, it's worth it. If this thing. isn't uh, getting you excited about your faith and nothing will, you're listening to the Terry and Jesse show. Yeah. We are so blessed to have a bishop speak like this, a cardinal speak of truth with passion and love. We'll be back with more to inspire you to fall deeper in love with Jesus Christ and his bride, the church. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. I'm inspired. I don't know about oh, you. Man, I get so many text people calling. Well, who is this? This is great. We need more bishops like this. Yeah. To we... hear so many priests and bishops in Mexico oh, my God, love them. speaking like brave cristeros. <laughs> exactly. And, and I'll tell you tell why. Me. It's because... The blood of the saints oh. that was that were killed in go. that country. There you go. Right now, they're crying out from heaven, and what they're doing is they're meriting the grace through their prayers in heaven yep. to give these Mexican priests and bishops well, apostolic fortitude. That's what's happening right now. Well said, Jesse. You're witnessing the communion of saints in action. Absolutely. Bishop Cardenas, he didn't name any any particular party in his statements, yeah. but he did say this quote. The Catholic Church has always condemned communism Yep. because it's an atheist system. Of course. Because it's a system that represses fundamental liberties. And he also talked about the fact that it encouraged people to consider the effects. He also asked people, consider the effects of your votes, such as on the issue of abortion, family values, and religious liberty. Now, Father Flores Ramos, yeah. he gave a long list of complaints about the existing government. Good for him. But without naming names nor political parties. Mm -hmm. Father Father Haro mm -hmm. encouraged listeners to, quote, ask God for the light to vote in a responsible way. Great idea. And, and also, he asserted, we never had such a bad government. <laughs> not one vote. Not one vote for irresponsible people for the culture of death and division, close quote. Terry, 
these guys are apostolic in their preaching. This is St. Thomas More. Yeah. This is, you know, St. Edmund Campion all over again. Yeah, yeah. Jesse, the, their case now has been passed on to the country's Secretary of Governance to determine the penalty that will apply. Now, the Secretary has discretion to apply merely a warning or a fine up to What's 150,000 USD? Is that pesos? The Mex- U.S. dollars. Oh, U.S. dollars. Are you yeah, kidding me? That'll break anybody in Mexico. Oh, yeah. Where's the bishop going to come up with 150,000 U.S. dollars for speaking the truth? Now, That's the fine. Now, Mexico's constitution has had expressly anti-clerical pro- provisions since 1917. You brought that up with the re- revolutionaries under the U.S.-backed leader, uh, Venustiano Carranza. Okay, he sought to consolidate the country's secularist and anti-Catholic regime with the new charter document, 1917 Constitution. Are you aware of this, people? The 1917 Constitution prohibited clergy, yes, I knew this, from wearing their garb in public, voting in elections, intervening in politics, and teaching pre-adolescent children. You see the freedom Mexico has for, for the faith? Where the lack, is it? The, the lack thereof. Exactly. It's none. I have a whole chapter in my book, Knocked Off the Donkey, on, on Mexico's constitution. Yep. And I go through all this in detail. Yep. Although various restrictions on the activities of religious ministers were, were relaxed in the early 1990s, the constitution continues to prohibit them in Mexico from holding public office and from participation in Mexican politics. Religions can only erect churches Ever after being registered with the federal government, <laughs> ministers cannot associate for political purposes nor proselytize in favor or against any candidate, party, or political association. The state's constitution, Article 130, is probably the most anti Catholic piece of, of, of legislation. It says this quote, Neither can they, speaking about Catholic priests, neither can they oppose the laws of the country. Or its institutions, in acts of worship or of religious propaganda, nor in publications of religious nature, nor offend national symbols in any way. Close quote. Previous attempts to penalize Cardinal Sandoval for expressing his political opinions have failed on at least two decades, two occasions in the last decades. Yeah, Terry, this guy's been taken to court a few times. Yeah, no, he, he, he's he's my man. Yeah, the the rest of the article talks about the way he's been taken to court a number of times. Yeah, Supreme so, Court voted. Yes, and 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 he's won on both both occasions. He's won, and, and so what you're seeing here, they're after him. Yeah, here are the politics in Mexico. Yeah, run by Masons. Yep, funded by American Masons. Yep, they're secular humanists in nature. Again, the Mexican Mason government is funded by U.S. Masonic money in order to nullify. The prophetic voice of the Catholic Church in Mexico. And by the way, what they're doing in Mexico, this, the federal government, they're overstretching their authority by prohibiting free, free expression of ideas. And even to think these things before you vote, boy, oh boy, this is overstretching their authority. It sounds to me much like the Biden administration. And you know, Jesse, what surprises me, I shouldn't say it surprises me, it's consistent the secular and religious organizations, right, uh, are going to defend the, the archbishop. I don't hear anything out of the Vatican saying that, a oh boy, keep it up. So the decision to convict the clerics by the tribunal has been met with alarm, not only by Catholic prelates, but also by civil organizations and the media, which has expressed concern that the federal government 
is overstretching its authority and prohibiting free expressions of ideas. The government has issued two statements in recent months warning members of the clergy not to get involved themselves in politics and threatening to fine and even shut down their churches of those who do so. Can you imagine, Jesse? This is the, the support's coming not from the Holy See. Where's the Holy See in all this, Jesse? Where can't they back somebody who's standing up for the f- truth? This is a concern I have. I, I'm sorry, but this is a bishop who needs our support, folks. Now, on June 3rd of this year, the Secretary of the Governance tweeted in his first call, reminds the churches that the Mexican Constitution and the law of religious associations and public work concretely prohibit intervention into election processes. Jesse, this is really just controlling the church. They're basically saying, shut up, sit in your church, and don't say anything. That's right. The Secretariat mm-hmm. of Governance yeah. of Mexico right. reportedly threatened to apply various penalties, <laughs> including massive fines, yeah. temporary or permanent closure of churches. This is what they've always wanted to do. Oh, yeah, right that's now, what they did. Right now with the whole Great Reset, the globalists, yeah. the whole of right medical in. dictators, this is perfect yeah. for them, yeah, for their Masonic Marxist uh, governance to come out because they know they got the international backing to close down churches right now. Wow. They're even thinking of the cancellation of the registry of the religious association in question. So, again, these are the threats from the Masonic Mexican government. Now, the organization, Republican Mexico, called Mexico Republicano, which supports limited government and opposes ideological extremism, has written an open letter to the Secretariat of Governance expressing its concern regarding the condemnation of Catholic clergy for speaking out on political issues, noting that they did not name any political parties. Well said. Terry, Terry, this is kind of like our friend Eduardo Verastegui in the movie For Greater Glory. Yeah. He played the role of, I forget his name, but he's a very famous, holy, lay Catholic attorney. Yes. Who was starting, uh, basically, his his protest was more legal. Right. Using using the law to help out the church and the lay people, while the Cristeros, their their revolt and protest was physical, so there was a two two pronged battle. But Eduardo, he basically was like the this Republican Mexico. He was using he was depicting a a, a Spanish lawyer, a Mexican lawyer, who was using the political and the legal arm to try to have the Mexican government back down. But you see the way it ended for the, Eduardo in the movie. He got yeah, killed. See, we only got a couple of minutes. Can you talk about the General Secretary, of the Episcopal Conference of Mexico? His name's Ramon Castro. Mm-hmm. He made two tweets several days after the decision that were perceived as a response to the ruling class. He said this. <laughs> I love this. Another brave man. I know. He says, on the Feast of Christ the King, November 21st, uh, Ramon Castro, a layman. Yeah. I, I, I believe he's a layman, general secretary of the, of the Episcopal. Yeah. He may, be, he may be a priest. I'm not sure. He said, we are very attentive because we must defend the truth of the reign of God. Today, they, they, the government, wants to silence us for defending that truth. Yep. Let us be truthful and coherent, and let us live in the liberty of the gospel, close quote. Amen. Yeah, Castro, Ramon Castro, also tweeted a famous photo of the Cristeros. I love it. Who fought to defend the liberty of the Catholic Church in the 1920s with the words, quote, let us struggle, close quote, superimposed over it, and a quote from a famous Cristero song, 
which goes like this, quote, The soldiers are prepared. They enlist to fight. They have become soldiers to defend the truth. Close quote. Followed by the statement in his, in his tweet, this, quote, Let us always struggle for the truth, the real truth, not what they sell as the truth that they impose as true. Close quote. All I can say is wow. to this guy, Viva Cristo Rey. Viva Cristo Rey. Jesse, I have to say, in all the shows we've done, and stories. This is one of the most inspirational stories we've done on Catholic radio to hear bishops and priests speak like the faith. It's so fired up about the faith and so strong about defending the truth. We need more of this. We need more bishops, more priests to stand like this. And I hope this inspires you, our listeners, to say this is our church. This is the true Catholic Church, Jesse. It's not the church that just puts its head in the sand and says, I'm not going to confront evil. These priests and these cardinals and bishops are confronting a secular government that has nothing to do with God, and they're calling them out, and they're willing to pay a price for that. God love them. Again, the words of Archbishop Fulton mm -hmm. Sheen, and I'll find that clip for tomorrow. He said this, quote, We need a Christ who will restore moral indignation who will make us hate evil with a passionate intensity and love goodness to a point where we can drink death like water. Wow. Wow. There, they, they, I'm, I'm excited, Jesse. Yeah. I'm going to go out. I mean, this is the kind of leadership. You see, Monsignor George Kelly wrote a book, Battle for the American Church. He said, where's the church going where its leaders take them? You know how many lay people in Mexico are going to be inspired by this leadership? A lot. That's how they were able to overcome the last time the persecution came with strong leadership. I'm so impressed, Jesse, that I want to just encourage all of our listeners to pray for Mexico, pray for their leadership, yes. that they will stand firm against the evils of secular humanism. That's right, Terry. And remember, the Lord calls us to be witnesses. The word witness in Greek actually means martyr. Yeah. We need to be willing, as Fulton Sheen says, to drink death like water for jesus christ if that's what it takes amen next uh, tomorrow we've got dr french he is a, a medical doctor who's got high information on defending our children from the vaccinations he's going to have us some, give us some information on when he thinks this vaccine or this uh, virus will end you won't want to miss it tomorrow yes romero thanks for being on the show again with me i i feel like we just inspired people to fall deep in love with jesus well like you say uh we end every show with what's most important Jess, what state should we be living in brother in the state of grace don't live in the state of mortal sin be holy or die trying pray your rosary every day go to mass as often as possible keep your eyes on jesus amen thanks again for joining us you like what we're doing support us here at vmpr.org call us at 877-526-2151 may god Richly bless you and your family.